0: Thanks for joining us here at All Nations. We are a church in love with Jesus with a passion for you. Our mission is to bring those who are lost into a life fully devoted to Jesus. If you want to learn more about us as a church and what we do, you can visit us online at allnationswestend.com. Join us today as we hear from our senior pastor, Alex Gorkinas. I know there's a few away, some are on holiday, some are just having time out, but praise God, we're here for the most important thing. Amen. And that is to truly worship God, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who truly came into this world and he died on a cross. You know, um, before I start, I'll pray and then I'll just share what's in my heart tonight. Father God, I want to thank you once again, Lord God. We've given us another opportunity, another heartbeat, another Sunday night to gather in your name, Father God, where the world is in such a mess. Your people continue, Lord God, to gather and to seek your face and to praise and to glorify you for who you are, for what you've done and what you continue to do, Lord God. We thank you for our Lord. We thank you for our Savior. We thank you for our King and what he's truly done in that Christ. He saved us from the separation from our Father. He brought us back, cleansed us and washed us and gave us a kingdom that can never be taken from us. Father God, we thank you. We praise you and we give you all the glory. Bless your word tonight. Into the hearts of the people tonight, Lord God. Prepare everything we, I share, Lord God. Let it come under the anointing power of the Spirit. And let us leave this place with your joy, with your peace, and led by the Holy Spirit. We commit this area and commit every soul tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You know, I thank God, as Pastor Ross said, um, for those that are looking at me and they're wondering how old I am, y- yes, I'm still young, 54. You know, what a blessing, eh? <laughs> uh, I've been married for, anybody know? 34 years. I got married exactly on my birthday. Why did I do that? Because I didn't want to forget my, married, my anniversary and my wedding day, you know? But no, that didn't, it, didn't ha- it didn't really happen like that. It, I think, praise God, it was from the Lord because we had another date set, but God made it on my birthday. And It's like this, God says, I want to give you a gift. So he gave me my wife a seminar, you know. That was my present, you know. But uh, you might think, you know, you've been blessed, you're lucky. But I want to say, you know, not every marriage is easy, let's be honest. You know, we went through our rocky ride. But I want to tell you one thing. What has kept our marriage together for 34 years, ready? It is Jesus Christ. That's what it is. Because when... We both stumble or we both do mistakes. what do we go? First of all, we go to Jesus for repentance. And then we go to each other and we say, Sorry, honey. She says, Sorry to me. I say, Sorry to you. If we've done or we've treated each other the way we shouldn't. And that is a Christian marriage, that understanding that we will stumble in our walk. No one's perfect, you know. But the key to a successful marriage is jesus christ that's what it is it's not money it's not your career it's not what you think in your mind but it's allowing the spirit of god to work in our marriage and to keep going to the day the lord calls us amen and that's why we have a blessed marriage and i thank and i praise god for a godly wife and you probably don't know the story how i met my wife does anybody want to know you know okay well i'll tell you you know and it's too long, but I'll keep it short, you know. Well, you know, to keep it short, it was like this. My wife saw me. She said, this guy's for me. You know, no. It didn't happen exactly like that. You know, when I met my wife, I went to her house. I would just quite quickly see her. I had to take a family member to her place, which I never knew. never knew the family. But she gave me the address, because I to live in Sydney. And she said, can you take me to this address? I want to visit that family. This family came from Newcastle, So they said, no problem. I looked it up. I'll take you there. So I went to the house. I said, "This is the house. You can go in." And she said, "No, you come in Come inside too." And her mother said, "Tell the people that brought you to come in to the house." And um, so she, she invited me in. So I, I went, walked in there. My, my wife, I, I went with my sister. But as we walked in, they were ready to have breakfast. She was ready to have a burger. And when she saw me, she dropped the burger. You know, <laughs> it was you know lunch, brunch. It was brunch. You know. So what does that tell ya? That love at first sight, exactly. You know. (laughs) Well, look, it didn't exactly happen like that. She didn't drop the burger. I thought she did when she saw me, but you know, it was probably just my imagination. But I remember the words that her mother said to her, because she said to her, because her parents were very strict. Her father was very strict, and her father, uh, she said to her mother, "When how are we going to eat meat? How are we going to get married when we never get allowed to go out? Because her father was very strict, and her mum said, "Don't worry, one day that man will come knocking at your door." So the Lord, God, I suppose, put in her mum's heart. He prophesied, and that was that was me, you know. So I, I knocked on that door, you know. So, honey, you are blessed, you know, and I am blessed, yeah. You know? And but uh, to, tonight, what I want to share is not on marriage. It's not about you know finding your partner. It's about just the days that we live in because, um, you know, I was thinking about what Ross shared last week, you know, people getting offended. And as I, uh, we were lucky, uh, we were blessed for this weekend because our children blessed us two nights at the Gold Coast. So we ran for my birthday anniversary and and I was on the 26th floor and I was looking at, you know, the surface and that. And, you know, you know what came to me? That one day what we see will be burnt up. Did you know that? You know and that's, and that's what I'm going to share about that you know we had the fires that burnt, burned all across Australia but there is a fire coming that is going to burn everything right down to ashes and you know and I was thinking these are the days that we live in I'll, we'll turn to Second uh, Peter chapter 3 and we'll read from verse 1 and we'll, we'll go down Second Peter 3.1 it goes like this Beloved I now write to you the second epistle in both of which I, I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments and of, of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lust. Stop there. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust. Do you know what a scoffer is? Someone that mocks, someone that just makes fun, someone that just couldn't care less when you speak the truth. You know, when we are living in these days, when you talk to people, oh, do you believe that stuff? You know, what Jesus coming back? To forget all that. And why walking according to their own lust? Look at our nation. Look at our nation. Built on the word of God when this country was established, standing strong. 200 years later, we've allowed every evil thing to come. We've allowed every idol, every false god. And now we have even gay marriages. Then you try to tell them about Jesus. They wouldn't want to hear about Jesus. But we're here for one thing. We're here no matter how we think, how we feel, what the nation, what the, the parliament says. We're here to tell people the truth. That God wants to save them because he doesn't want them to go to hell. And he's given man a free choice. And we read on. The next one, Con. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but they all should come to repentance. Stop there. This is why. I believe God's delaying it. Because He wants to see Australia saved. He wants to see Europe saved. He wants to see every continent on this earth saved. He wants to save the people. And I believe the Lord is delaying it. For what, for, what does it say? A thousand years is like one day to the Lord. You know, God's love and mercy is just unbelievable. His patience towards man is just unbelievable and incredible. And to this day... He's got his people calling out. I was in the Gold Coast and there's Christians there with signs giving out tracts. That is God's people telling the nation, repent, the time is coming. The Lord return is near. But what do we do? We're not interested in that. We're interested in our own selfish desires, our lustful, uh, greedy nature, the sinful nature. But you know, I thank God for His grace towards us. Let's just read on. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct, and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for what? A new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be vigilant to be found by him in peace without spot and blemish. Therefore, beloved, looking... Oh, sorry. That's it? Hallelujah. So, church, what do we get when we read these verses? You know, God destroyed the earth first time by flood, water. He spoke the word. You think Noah was just busy just building the ark? He was going around preaching, telling him, repent. There's a flood coming. The wrath of God is coming. Repent. What they did, like they do today, they laugh at you. Do you believe that? That's what they say. You believe That's nonsense. You know, that's what they said to Noah. You believe it? Forget it. But when the floods come, started coming, I guarantee you, they all ran to the ark, knocking on that ark, open the door. And to, it'll be the same thing, church. That is why, you know, we're here every Sunday, Sunday night, not to pass the time, not to get together, have a bit of meat, fellowship or food. We're here to get the people of God ready. Because I tell you, Jesus is coming back. The world is in a great mess. The sin that is gone into this world and as we see in our nation is just unbelievable. We have shut the word of God and today we don't want anything to do with the word of God. And we wonder why so many things are happening. We wonder why so many people are, are, are suffering. They're on antidepressants. It's suicide upon suicide, day upon day. You might not know that, but every, every day there's someone committing suicide in our nation. How many people? I can't tell you, but I've read the statistics and there's so many people just want to end their life. Why? In a nation like Australia where we've got everything, we all got food. We all got shelter. Why? I'll tell you why. Because we said no to the grace of God. It is because we said no to this God that loves us. It is because we shut our hearts and we said, we don't want God. We want our own God to, so God can serve us, not for us to serve God. So we shut the word of God and we said no to the grace of God. What comes in after that? The devil comes to steal kill and destroy you, but I'm here to tell you, you want a change in your life, it is your day to come before the altar and say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart, forgive me of all my sins, of all my rebellion, of hurting my heart, and tonight I want you to be the King and the Lord of my life, amen church? And as you do that, I'll tell you, every demon of hell, when you genuinely mean it from your heart, When you say that from your heart, every demon of hell will start to leave you, and you will experience the true peace, the true joy that comes only from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Turn with me to Luke 21, verse 33 and 36. It says, yep, 21, to 36. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no means pass away. So everything that Jesus has spoken, don't worry what people tell you. Don't worry what the atheists, don't, don't worry what the unbelieving people tell you. Everything that is written in, in this word of God will come to pass as it, as it has so far. It says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no means pass away. But take heed, listen, be alert, take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with what? Carousing, in other words, parties, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. Stop there. Go back for a second. It says, take heed for yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and the day come upon you unexpectedly. Let's be honest, church. You know many people I talk to, there's so much worry, so much cares of this world. I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. I've got to sort this out, and I've got to, I want to tell you something. That is a trap from the enemy. What you need to do is this, are ready? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added. God will solve them. We try to solve problems without Christ. It can't be. It can't happen because we rely on this. This is why I always say, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit in this situation. I need to get a word from God Almighty to deliver that person, to set that person free. And any problem in my family, in my work, I truly need to be led by the Spirit of God. That is why it says, be careful, because today, drinking and parties is full on. You go anywhere, it's always party, come on, let's get drunk, let's just. Do any sinful act you wanna when they start drinking. And then it goes on and says, and the cares of this life, as I was sharing. So many problems. Everyone's got problems, problems, the cares of this. I want to tell you, it's time, ready, church, to bring him to the cross of Calvary. The Bible says, Cast all your cares, all your burdens, where? Upon him, for he cares to you. But we don't, we carry him. You know, we carry him on, and we wonder why. We're just struggling every week, just struggling. Pray for me, brother. Pray for me, sister. Pray for me. Pray for me. I want to tell you, God wants to see you walk in victory. It is time, 2020, like I said, when we started this year, it is time for God's people to rise up in victory. It is not time to live like the world lives. The world doesn't care, but we are different, and I will share in a minute. Let's go. Let's read on. For it will come, as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. So it's not just here. The whole world, our world will get caught up in that trap. And then it goes on verse 36. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Church, can I ask you tonight, are we watchful in the day we live? or we've just taken lightly, we've come to the altar, we accepted Jesus, we got baptized, and then we just do our own thing. Because I want to tell you, when you make a commitment to God, when you accept Christ, When you go out under that water, under the baptism, and you die to that old man, and you rise up with Christ, we have a responsibility. You know know what that is? Is go all the way for Jesus. God doesn't want people when they turn back. God doesn't want people when they play church, when one one leg's in the world, one leg's in, in the church. God doesn't want that. God wants the decision you made and He takes your word serious, and He takes your commitment serious. So I want to tell you tonight, you want to get free for all the oppression, all the addictions, all the stronghold, then it's time to surrender fully and with a genuine heart to Jesus Christ. And when you make that decision, you got to go all the way. Why? Because we are, ready? The chosen generation, which I want to share just in a few minutes. Amen? And also, let's go to verse um, Luke 17, I want to read 26 and 30. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank. They married wives, they were given in marriage. Until the the day that Noah entered the ark, the flood came and destroyed them all Likewise as it was also in the days of Lot they ate they drank they bought they sold they planted they built But on that day that Lot went out of Sodom it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all Even so will it be in the day when the son of man is revealed So, church, what do we see in these verses? People were doing exactly the same thing we're doing today. You know, as I was looking out at, from that apartment that I was at the Gold Coast, I looked at everyone. Everyone's busy. Everyone's, there's some nightlife, party everywhere. The next day, people working. There's cleaners. There's people in the hotel doing their job. There's other people getting ready for marriage, you see, um, wedding cars. So, everyone's doing the same thing they were doing then. But the difference with us is we live in the world, but we're not of the world anymore. Why? Because we've had an encounter with Jesus Christ. We've had an encounter with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords. We've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and we are not the same. We cannot go back to where God's called us out. Why? Because we are His people. And maybe this, what we don't, people don't understand today, and I want to get to it. To it. You know, in... um. In Second um, Thessalonians nine thirteen, I oh, know. Sorry, sorry. Go First Corinthians six nine. It says this: Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? These people don't want to hear these these verses. Do you, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor r- rivalers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And ready? And such were some of us, of you, right? But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of of our God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what we were. Church, we were that. We were fornicators. We were adulterers. We did it all, but not anymore. Because why? We were washed. We were sanctified. We were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not these people anymore. The old man has been buried well, the minute we said yes to Jesus Christ, the minute we rose from the water, it is buried. Who brings back the memory? Who brings back the past? The enemy, the devil, wants to come to you and say, you're not saved. You're not born again. And what we do, instead of listening to the word of God, we listen to, oh, oh, someone told me, you know, I'm still the same person. But I want to tell you, the minute you said Jesus Christ come into my heart, you think God plays games? The minute you're genuine and say, God, I want you, the Spirit of God wants to work in you. But we continue to hear the lives of the wicked, of the enemy, of people that aren't filled with the Spirit of God. But tonight I'm here to tell you, when you have made that decision and you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you've been washed, you've been sanctified, you've been justified in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why I love these few verses. I want to close up soon in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. Church, listen to this. We are not of the world anymore. Don't worry what your old friends try to do with you. Don't worry what they say. You've got to face up and you've got to testify. I am not who I used to be. I'm a child of the living God washed in the blood of Jesus Christ don't fall for the temptation don't fall for the lust of this of this sinful generation go after Jesus and proclaim and stand, I stand for the name of Jesus, I do not go back to my vomit but I go and run to the cross of Calvary every day, hallelujah in a um, I haven't written down I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.17 did I say that? 2 Corinthians 5.17 therefore it says this therefore if anyone is is in Christ he is a what? I want to read that again because I don't think we got it therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away so stop there The old nature, everything that we've done, it's passed, it's over. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, right? Next one. Next verse. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Stop there. See, church, you've got to understand this. This is where the enemy attacks. We've come to Christ. We've accepted him we come and testify, and you could see the fire in us when we first got saved, you know, that we transformed. Then we live that life for a certain, maybe a month, a year, a few years, and then the enemy comes back. Oh, you stumbled, you know, you've done this and that. And you receive that, right? And then you can't seem to go forward because the enemy keeps bringing you something that you've done wrong in your life, something that you've stumbled in. But I want to tell you this, don't listen to the devil Run to the cross. Run in repentance. Ask the Lord to forgive you. He will forgive you. He will wash you. He will raise you up. And He will give you the power to say no to that sin that comes back knocking at your door. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And not only that, He gives us a ministry. He's telling you go out now and reconcile people back to God. Who, me, but you, you don't know what I've done yet. I want to tell you, stop going back to the past. It's over. Do you want me to sit here and tell you all the mistakes? I'll get my wife. She'll tell you all the mistakes. It's over. The minute you've gone to the cross, the minute you've repented, it's washed. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he removes your transgression from you. The Bible says that he casts your sins in the depths of the sea. Not on the rivers because the rivers dry up. The sea never dries up, never to be seen, never to be remembered. I want to tell you tonight, church, it is time, 2020, for the people of God, we've got to rise up and walk, as we first read that verse, in holiness and in godliness. Hallelujah. It is time to go out wherever God leads you and be a testimony. When your friends come, speak it out. I don't do that. They might make fun of you. Let them make fun of you. But I know that I know where we are going. We are going to a place called paradise, a place where there's no more fear, there's no more tea, there was no more pain, there's no more crying, a place where there's great joy. If they don't want to follow you, don't worry. You stand strong and you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, church? Hallelujah. I'll give you one more verse, eh? Hey? 1 Peter 2.9. First Peter 2 nine read church these words are for who for his people you know I remember when I got you know when I came to know the Lord I was nineteen and I had maids so I going out doing whatever they were doing but I said I made a decision in my room I said, Lord, I know the truth now the truth is Christ and I said, I want to make you the Lord of my life this was in my room and then I started praying. I really felt the presence of God. And from that day, I just wanted to go forward and follow Jesus. Then I started praying, you know, what is my desire? I want to get married, right? So I can serve the Lord with my partner. That's why at the age of 20, I got married. I found a wife and I told her, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm not looking for one to date. I'm looking for a wife. That's pretty hard words for the age of 19, you know? And she said, and I said to her, I want to share this with me because those that are single, you know, just get it right. You know, you got to approach them. You got to tell them the truth. You tell them this. But I'm looking for a wife that's going to already follow the word of God and is going to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Well, she's either going to say this guy's lost it, or this guy's genuine. So these were her words. You want to hear her words? You know what she said? She said these words. She looked at me. She thought about it. She says. I'll do everything you say. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She must be the one, you know. She's the chosen one. And those were her words to me, you know, that day. But if she turned around and said to me, because don't forget, she's coming out of a Greek Orthodox family. The traditions are there. Her parents are very strict. If she turned around and said to me, I can't do that. I, I can't follow Jesus the way you follow him, it would have been over. I would have said, all right, you're not the one. But because she said those words, I said, okay, the testing period will come if what she said is true. So it did come. Because when her father found out she's dating a guy, you know, trouble started. And what happened is he called me. He said, come here. I heard you've been dating my daughter. I go, yes, I have been dating your daughter. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) But I said, I'm not here for any funny business. I'm here because I love your daughter and I'll marry her. Because This is what I said to him, because I believe in the word of God and I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. He looked at me, he said, what kind of religion are you? That's the first thing he said. Because he goes, this guy is Greek, but he doesn't sound like a Greek Orthodox. And I said, look, I don't have any religion. I just believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in his word. Then he thought about it, he goes, "Why, why don't you go and find someone else from your religion? That's where his words, am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong, honey. See? So I said, Look, let's just cut this. this cut it short. I okay? go, Where's your daughter? Call her over. If she doesn't want to follow Christ and doesn't want to follow the Word in the way I believe the Word of God, I go, she, Just ask her and i I walk out of here like a gentleman. I said, I'll walk, shake your hand and I'll say goodbye. For a young boy at 19, who gave me those words, I believe it was Jesus, you know? Because no one from that age is that wise, you know? I'm not saying I was wise in everything, but on this area, I needed to get it right because I know. Because why I say that, because I've I've lived with my parents, my parents divorced, and I saw the fights and the argument, and I saw the pain and the hurt, what we went through. So I said, I don't want want to do the same mistake. So I asked the father, bring your daughter in. So he goes, Asamina, come here. But in Greek, you know. He said, this guy, you really love him? Are you going to follow the way he believes? Are you going to follow what he's saying? Yes, dad. And I looked at him, I go, from the woman, you know, it's, it's all over, <laughs> so he stormed out, he went, walked outside, had a smoke, he comes back, he says alright, he's walking real, you know, angry, alright, I'll give you six months and you've got to get married, I go, that's alright with me, I don't have a problem with that, you know, is that right honey? So, did we get married in six months or seven months, I can't remember, yeah, so, but what happened after that, see, My life was a living testimony for my father-in-law, you know. Because on his deathbed, he called me and asked me, you know. He's a very, very hard man, very stubborn man. But, you know, God saved him and God gave me a dream that he saved me, you know. He saved him. And I want to thank God because we both stood for the truth, you know. And when trials came and when even when it was time to the tradition, the Greek Orthodox tradition is you got to baptize your kids when they're babies. I stood, and we had a big argument with him. He goes, you've got to baptize your kids. I said, remember what I said? I said, the minute we get married, we follow the Word of God. We don't follow traditions. Okay? That is decision your daughter took. That is decision I took. And he got angry, and he stormed out. But I stood the ground. I said, you know, Dad, okay, we only follow what the Word of God says. We don't follow traditions of men. And that is what's happened today. All the traditions of every religion is coming to Australia. So what we do, we pick the traditions we like. But tonight I want to tell you, God doesn't want you to pick tradition. God wants you to pick Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He wants you to follow His Word. He wants you, when the times of testing come, to stand strong. When the enemy presses in, I tell you, you press in harder with Jesus Christ. You want victory today, you've got to press in with Jesus. It is a fight to the finish line. The enemy's not here to play games. He's not here to pat you on the back. He's here to destroy you. He's here to make a mess of your family, of your life, of everything. But tonight I want to tell you, we have the victory if we stand in Jesus Christ and we continue to go all the way for him. Amen, church? So I want to encourage you today. Don't worry what you've been through last year. Don't worry what the enemy's done in your life. I want to tell you, if you're focused on Jesus and you're looking at him, start to rejoice and give God the glory in Jesus' name. Amen? You might ask me, not everything comes our way. That's true. And I had my grandkids, two of the grandkids the other day, and I said to them this, I want to give you some advice. And this is a device, the advice I gave him. Because things don't happen the way you want, don't get angry. Don't get upset. Don't blame one another. I said, when you want something, and it doesn't come your way, start to praise him and start to be thankful for, God, for who God is and for what he's done. And my kids, the grandkids are looking at me. And I said, now repeat what I've just said. Right, uh, he's eight and the... He's nearly nine, my grandson, and the other one, he's nearly five. Right? Because there's they're, they're four kids, let's be honest, you know? And if they don't get it, they tuck, chuck a tra- tantrum and they hit themselves, they blame when they start fighting with the parent. I said, You're in my house now, granddad's house. These are the rules. If granddad says something, you don't like it, guess what? Thank God. Because I go, Not everything's going to come our way. True? But if we learn to trust God and be thankful, I want to tell you, God's going to turn everything around, you know. And I've got many, many stories and many testimonies, which I haven't got time to share tonight. But I want to tell you, when you've made the decision to follow Jesus, just go all the way, church. Don't give in. Don't give in because of the lust of the flesh, the sinful nature, your friends or even family members that are trying to drag you away. You tell them this, I am not who I am any longer. I've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. Give the Lord a hand and praise Him. Let's have the worship team. Let's all stand. And finishing with that, I want to encourage you tonight, church. The enemy, yes, is real. Yes, he wants to destroy us. Yes, he wants to tempt us. Yes, he wants to make our life a misery. But I want to tell you, Christ has come for that reason, to change your life around, to give you the true peace, the true joy. You might be going on a journey now. You might be going on a rocky ride. But I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't, because of the situation you're in, give up and allow the enemy to come and make a terrible mess of your life. Because God wants to raise you up. And before long, I want to tell you, it might be a few months, it might be a year, you're going to come and testify the goodness of God if you don't give up. Amen? So tonight, I want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it might be for you now, if you only trust in Him who you gave your life to and commit everything to Him, the Lord will turn it around and you will see the victory and you will truly feel His presence and His full joy and peace in your life. Amen. As we worship, if you need prayer tonight or wherever you are, the Spirit of God is here. Call upon Him. He'll come wherever you are. He'll meet you. Be honest with him. You can't hide anything from him. No. But cry out to him and say, Lord, I need you ready more than anything in the world. I need you more than my partner. I need you more than my kids. I need you more than my business. I need you more than anything in this world. I want you to come and take control of every area. to our website at allnationswestend.com to find out more.